0: Yes, you're going to have people turn their backs, but it's time for
1: us to just keep talking that real, bro. Do what you do. I know what you do. So keep doing that. Talk the real. The HBI lads will see you now. See you
0: now. See you now. I don't want
1: to cause no problems.
0: Mm -hmm. I just want to live my life, but I keep HBI podcast, health, business, and in between. And we are back. We have a full complement of lads jumping on this morning, which is always nice to see. And today we're talking about coaching, or more importantly, like, getting a coach, having a coach for your staff, doing coaching. There seems to be, and I know we've waxed lyrical on this before, but I think it's that important. There seems to be this idea often in business, in healthcare, that, you know, coaching's for athletes. And I just think it couldn't be more wrong or more redundant as an idea that, you know, Success leaves clues and if you want to do things well and you want to do them fast without dealing with all the pitfalls, you want to work with people that have been there before and have a proven track record to drive to the next thing. So this is sort of spurred on a bit because I've just stepped back into getting some coaching for myself because... You know, I've achieved certain levels of success in business, but there's other levels I'm yet to sort of make that next step too. So I want to try and drive that next process and be supported in it. At the same time, I could definitely talk about, you know, my associate getting external coaching outside of just myself supporting him, which is something else that I think is really important that, you know, your employees often need someone else looking after their development on top of you and i'll explain and we'll run through why that can be a benefit and you know the pitfalls there and i think third this is a really important one it's great to have dan back on the line because you know how do you then set up to you know take your experience and coach others to drive it forward so a lot in it today but let's start with the top and we'll work our way done so down. So being coached yourself. I obviously have talked repeatedly over times about having coaching. Obviously, my full business coach, Lawrence Tam, who was absolutely fantastic. I've had other coaches over the years. And when I've moved on, it's never been because there's been something negative. It's always just been that, you know, I'm making my next step and I didn't feel at that time that that person was the person to drive me there but i owe so much of my external development and i guess my avoidance of some of the uh, the pitfalls of practice to these people's coaching experience so dan you're someone who's big into getting coached besides being a coach do you want to talk a bit
2: about what it is for you? Yeah, I think there's a few different things that I look for personally. Like Number one is I always think of where am I currently at point A, what's my goal point B, and then kind to find someone who's at point B or, or who's done point B and just think, well, obviously, like, you probably could do things yourself, but if you can find someone who's doing what you're doing or has done what you've done, they can help you get there a lot faster, make a lot less mistakes. Um, and essentially, like really, any form of coaching, mentoring is just, like, I view it as you're just buying time. Like, you know, you, I could probably do it in five years, but if you get a mentor, you can probably get there in one year. So you're really just paying for virtual time travel so you can get there faster. So looking at, yeah, who, who's doing what you're doing. Um, and then obviously in a non-arrogant way, like, you know, like you just said, um, all three of us have a certain level of success. And even though you do have a certain level of success, you obviously want to find someone who's, you know, a level or two or three above you and can take you from where you currently are from level of success to, you know, that next level. That next level that you're chasing, or maybe a completely different field and you know, something completely different.
0: Yeah, and like I think just jumping back on that quickly, there's no point like in getting coaching from someone that hasn't done what you're looking to achieve. Right? It's all well and dandy for people to have a whole skills, but you know if you're a, if you're a practice owner and you want to own multiple practices, if someone's never done that, they're probably not a good fit. Right? if you want to see you know if you want to double your revenue on your what you're currently doing and that person has never you know not necessarily doubled their revenue but doesn't understand how your practice model works then that's probably not going to be a good fit either right so fit is such a massive thing because like you said there's no if you want to create your development if that person doesn't have it well then what's the point in you know paying them the money because they can't, they don't know how to get there, right?
1: Yeah. And with all, all points said, I think there's an, a huge element of having the, the social proof and the credibility uh, to be able to, to be a coach and for obviously to attract and generate leads. Obviously if, if people you know are looking for, as Dan said, their their endpoint, it would make a lot of sense. Well, this person has done <laughs> that. They got the runs on the board, therefore they would be a very suitable coach for me obviously you can explore the options and obviously from the outside looking in, you obviously can be deceived quite easily. So obviously it takes probably a bit of time and investigation into getting a coach who's very suitable for you. But on that point as well, and this could be even a topic for getting on like business partners and that sort of thing. It's like, would you, so if you want to be a fantastic practitioner, obviously you probably should see, learn from a fantastic, competent practitioner. But if you, for example, want to be a fantastic business owner, um, you're not necessarily looking for someone who might be you know, in allied health, for example, a fantastic practitioner who's also running a business that's you know, semi-good. Um, you might want to look at someone who is uh, a gun in sales or a gun in marketing or someone who is you know, fantastic at producing content. There are de- many different aspects and I guess you could call it pillars of a business. So it totally depends where you're at and where you want to be obviously taking baby steps to get there, but I think the relevancy is is very high here. And, um, and what a good thing would be, is was also to talk to previous students of the coaches and go, well, what was it like? How did you pay? How has it helped you? So often a lot of coaches will have testimonies, which are specifically designed because we all know, you know, a testimony can sometimes be authentic and sometimes it's it might be inauthentic or ingenuine. So I think if you're going to spend your money, and like Dan and Nathan have mentioned many times before, make sure that you know you're going to be smart and intelligent. Because let's say you're in your early stages of a career, and uh, or you're looking to expand your business, resources might be limited. So I think that. A lot of uh, due diligence is necessary when choosing a coach, especially if you're going to spend a bit of coin.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think coming back to that, you made some really valid points in terms of like being able to identify where your own roadblocks are, right? Like there's no point in getting a high functioning coach if they don't do the work you're looking for, right? And that's what you said, like due diligence. I think looking for a coach that can help actually you figure that out is probably the biggest thing you need. Like my favorite thing that I've experienced with my previous coaching and with the coach I'm going through now is they, they're not allied health practitioners that have some skills in, you know, marketing or in content creation. They are formed like allied health practitioners that have then gone on and then they bring in the experts in those areas as part of that coaching, right? So they're not afraid to look for the expert. Because I think that when, if you get that coach that's trying to be the jack of all trades in your early career, I think that can be an all right thing because usually that's a more affordable, but it's something like you've definitely got to be wary of. And I think this is all, again, comes back to having a good understanding of yourself. Because if you don't understand where you're at in your career, you can look for the wrong thing. Like if you're an associate, you know, you're working for someone and you're just wanting to support your development, you're wanting to support your practice growth. You don't need like the high ticket, like thing, because there's some of those, a lot of those strategies you're not going to be able to do because you don't control the business, right? So, a lot of early age growth, like, um, Coaching is around mindset and understanding, you know, making poor associations with the ideas of money and things like that. Like, that's really valuable coaching and it's money well spent early on in your career, right? Because it's the stuff that you need to work on for later to be able to get the best development and support a team and do all those things. If you're further along in your career, then, you know, an all encompassing coaching system of, you know, self development or business development of these experts coming in working at your systems, the value's there, right? So so, you said there's a bit of introspection that has to happen in order to know where you're at. And a good coach should be able to drive that. And also, a good coach should probably say no to clients more than they say yes, right? So, you they should make sure you're an actually a good fit because for them, you know, like you said about the testimonials, right? They they build their business on testimonials and referrals, like we do in Allied Health. If you can't get that result, then that's more people are going to find out about that than those that do in the good results, right? So, when it comes to you know, having that initial onboarding meeting, you should you know, both your coach should be looking and you should be both looking for reasons why it actually isn't a good fit. And I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I just would argue that a lot of the times when you speak to someone else and if they haven't had a great result, the first thing you want to understand from is why? Because a lot of people in a lot of coaching and development don't have a great result because they they pay the money, but they don't do the work. Mm. And like everything, if you're not going to do the work, now that's why you pay the money because you want to. You want it to be almost an uncomfortable amount amount of money so that you know that you're going to do the work. Most people know that I was a former president of like a BNI group, which is a networking group. My experience in that is it can be a really valuable tool. Not that this is coaching but the people who didn't get the value are the people who didn't do the minimum required work and those who got the results are the ones who did the work and the people that usually tell you they they think it's bullshit the and cult and all this are the ones who like paid the money turned up and were like why isn't anyone referring to me and it's like well you're not doing any of the work why would
2: anyone support you right yeah that, yeah there's always uh, i would definitely echo that i think yeah obviously there's just because you're parting ways with a, a large sum of money doesn't automatically guarantee success obviously if you pay, you pay attention Is a general rule. And the more you pay, the more you pay attention. But at the same time, you've got to actually still put in the work. And I think, um, you know, that kind of relates to what you said before about, you know, being selective with who you work with on the other end of it. So like, you know, being coached versus now if we talk about being a coach or being a mentor, um, you know, being selective with who you take on. So number one, try and minimise the amount of times that's going to happen. Because if you can tell someone's not the right type of personality or uh, they're not willing to for the work in, like I think from an ethical perspective, you know, uh, what what's more important to me anyway is like obviously business reputation personal reputation getting a result doing the right thing versus just taking someone 's money when you know that they might not be the right fit for you or you know you, you can see they're not going to be able to get the results so um yeah filtration is very very important i think like all the best coaches and all the best you know practitioners and stuff like that if you if you go through their processes there is a um, you know a multi multi step process to be able to work with them it's not like you can just buy their, buy their shit directly so Um, I think that's an important part of the process because otherwise, you know, what we were saying before even about being at a level um, as a mentor above the people you're actually mentoring. Uh, For me personally, like, if I I have a lot of guys reach out to me asking for business mentoring and business coaching, I'm not a business coach. I'm a, you know, health coach osteopath however i uh, you know if it's like if i'm working with a cert four who's just started in the gym or they or an osteopath who is like hey dan i want to transition to online i want to do what you do it's like well, all right my wheelhouse i feel super comfortable this is a great fit but i've equally had lots of people come to me and be like oh dan you know, i want to build my clinic and you know i want to get extra patients a week and straight away i point them towards you guys because i'm like oh, that's not my wheelhouse that's not my skill set that would be inauthentic. So I think it's really, really important to know what you do. And like you said, Nate, like when you first start, you might be able to do everything, but then hone in to, you know, what your skills are, where your point B is and who your point A is and then being able to be aware of that. So both from the coach's perspective, but also the mentee's perspective, there's clarity on what the outcomes are. And, you know, if we get that clarity, realistically, we should be able to minimise you know the amount of churn rate we get, or the amount of uh, negative outcomes.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, right? And I think again, it's it's all like for both sides of the game. It's all about long term, right? When we have a relationship with the long term, we want to build a long term relationship. As I say, you don't jump over dollars for cents. So you know, if you're you should have stringent systems in terms of if you are a coach to go all right. Let's weed out the people that are not a good fit. You know, that's what we aim to do long term in our own businesses is go, all right, let's set up a particular no niche, particular marketing. We're doing particular systems so that, you know, the people that are not a good fit for your practice are also going elsewhere and not coming to you. Because if you want to do things in a certain way and they want a different way, well, it's just never going to be a fit. Now, I want to jump to the next side of things coaching for your staff right from admin staff from a practitioner staff but i think focusing on practitioner is the big one yeah i have a firm belief and it doesn't have to be constant or immediately but a firm belief that your staff should also have outside coaching besides your own you know mentoring so i think as a you know a business owner as a health practitioner you should have a lot of mentoring for new staff particularly if they're you know new grads early in their career, which is around, you know, diagnostics, treatment. It is around business development, right? You're you're giving them all those skills because that's part of the employment package, right? It's part of the reason you take a certain percentage just because you are handing back all these invaluable skills. But I do think there's huge value in the external because we all have to admit, like you said, we've got blind spots, right? And having an external coach for that person helps you find your own blind spots and see where they may be developed there. Number two, I also think it helps the relationship because you should be confident having hard conversations with your staff. But sometimes it's nice to be able to have that other person. Like you've been telling them, hey, you need to work on your rebooking. You're doing a terrible job of this. They handle these excuses use is over and then that third party is just like you know it's because you're shit you're not dealing with your life and you need to deal with your like association and you know they're paid the money so they're like like, all right we're gonna do it whereas like if you do that you might burn your relationship up a bit right obviously not being as tactful as you could be there so having that third party to help the development is such a good thing because it you know it, it drives certain aspects aspects that you may not want to or have the schools to help with. Now, of course, most people are going to argue that the potential risk there is that, you know, that coach is going to drive that person to go out and set up their own business, do all these things. And I, listen, this always for me comes back to communication. If you have a good relationship with your staff, if you're treating them well and looking after them, it's only benefit to you, right? And if they leave and do things, well, they were going to do that anyway. So at least hopefully they're integrous with the way that happens. But the benefit of the development, there's so much more. And the fact that even though they are technically paying you for your mentoring, through this, like the agreements, them having, like you said, skin in the game, put money down for this development they're more likely to follow through. We all know getting follow through is the number one thing we need for staff. Yeah,
1: yeah that was that was big. Uh, now we, we covered a lot of topics here. I think on that one, not that it's a can of worms as such, but that could also be another topic in itself is like, how would you mentor and, and coach your own guys? But I think that's new to me as well. I think I would like to encourage that of my team is to, and it's not as common in physiotherapy as to outsource some of your own coaching—it's actually quite rare. I haven't seriously. I do. I do a bit of business coaching now with my older brother. But in the first eighteen months of business, I did business coaching with a, one of my friends, is a fantastic um, operator. And then I, I had a bit of a stint there where I'm like, all right, things are going alright. But then I also i started again the last couple of weeks, and I can certainly um, validate the use of a good coach, and it's so, so helpful, as Nate said, it, it sort of does um, help you miss the blind spots, but um getting your your team to do some outside mentoring and preferably i don't know would you want to have a connection to that coach who does the external stuff i'm not sure if that's what what like a recommendation you might go hey uh this person you know they're not connected to the business as such however i think that'd be a really good recommendation for a coach for you does that what happened with um ryan uh
0: yes and no like so the coach is a close friend of mine anyway but it was not something that i pushed towards in fact this i didn't even know this person was doing coaching at the time i have definitely always sent op- opportunities through when i see opportunities for learning when i say opportunities for coaching i will send things and say hey have a look at this see if it speaks to you right mm-hmm. i don't want to be forceful i don't want you i don't want you to feel like i'm forcing you to go spend your money here because then again you're going to create the opposite of what you are looking for but it is, you know, I think it's just putting options out, like having the conversation around it, going, all right, here, listen, I'm going to send you some stuff through, have a look, no pressure, see if there's something that speaks to you. And in this case, he had a conversation that spoke to him and he's moved through it. So it's something that I think, like you've got to find your own way with it, but I think it's something that can really develop it. And I think the same goes for your, like admin stuff, right? Like I've spent a lot of money and a lot of time bringing in external parties that specialized in admin, particularly like the Cairo system, which is both, you know, from shoring up procedures and how you do things to, just understanding the mindset around why things are recommended this way, why we speak about things this way. Because if your staff are as much part of the, the journey as you are, like everything is clean and sweet. Like, you know, I've got mm. four chiropractic assistants sit on the desk, but they're not sitting on the desk. They're a massive part of the patient's like journey. And so having them understand how to frame things, why this might be happening, what these things are challenges, how you, you know, if someone says this, this is probably what's going on, opportunities for them to pass things back to us. That's how we streamline things. And also the long-term goal of that is that's how it takes time away from me. So listen, I know we're running short of time today. We got real hard of it. So I think it will catch part two in the near future. But I do think coaching is a massive part of things in all aspects of life, physical, you know, like mindset, all these things. It doesn't matter whether you're a business owner or where you are in life, there's opportunities for coaching. And I think, you know, if you're listening to this and you're feeling a bit lost, it's time to look at it. For those opportunities mm. please we are a resource not necessarily that we're doing coaching but if you would like to have recommendations if you need some support there we're always happy to help and please as always if you have enjoyed today grab a screenshot throw it up tag us in we really do appreciate it and leave us a five-star review so we can help more people and we can help this industry be the great thing it is thank as always lads it's a pleasure thank you brother thank you for listening.